Happy Friday. Yeah. It's Monday. It's actually a Monday. April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Psych. That's it. All right. No, but for real, let's get into it. Uh, today's episode is really exciting. I think at least. Um, it'll be really fun. We got a lot of questions from you guys to answer on today's episode. And, um, you know, just spoiler, it's just me and Mike today. Yeah, no, but, no guests. Yeah, thank you for all the questions, though. Appreciate yeah, I appreciate it. you guys. Um, I'm really excited. We, we haven't opened them. Disclaimer. Haven't yep. opened them because we're going super off the cuff. So these are going to be some good ones. Um, so I'm excited. Um, so we're going to get into it now. Uh, before we do that, it's time for pre-production. Mike, what's your topic? All right. Um, I was watching Kimmel the other night. Yep. Well, actually, psych. I wasn't watching. April Fool's. I was not watching Kimmel. <laughs> Stupid. I saw it on YouTube. Okay. I do not watch Jimmy Kimmel. I'm yeah. Jim, Jimmy Fallon for life. Okay. Um, the other Jimmy. So they, <laughs> they had uh, Snoop Dogg and McConaughey on there. Uh, they were promoting their new comedy, Beach Bum. I love me a little McConaughey. Oh, man. He's and now one. it's with Snoop Dogg. It's Shit. unbelievable. The movie is about a guy named Moondog okay. who's played by McConaughey. Nice. And uh, he's a writer. Um, I think it's set down in Florida. Okay. And um, he just loves weed a little bit too much. <laughs> like he'd be a great writer, but he just can't get weed. Can't get like can't get yeah, out of his yeah. life. It gets That's in the, the way. Yeah, like okay. he just gets into these stupid like misadventures over just being high, being in yeah. the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And um, Snoop Dogg plays a character called Ray, which is short for lingerie. <laughs> which he said he just came up with off the top of his head uh, i wonder if he was smoking when i came up with i'm that. sure he was <laughs> mcconaughey when they asked him how do you describe the movie he said if you come to it with morals on your sleeve your sleeves will get burned oh god <laughs> so it must be way out there but is he gonna talk like this i don't this know character is gonna talk like i this. watched the trailer and it seemed like he's more definitely more mcconaughey plays like a stoner actor i like it's, uh, he can okay. pull that off pretty easily yeah yeah um but the reason i bring it up I thought it was a funny story. So McConaughey, they had their first scene with Snoop Dogg. It was the first scene of the day as well. And McCona- so, what did they just start filming it recently? No, so it's coming out on. It actually came out a couple of days ago on the 29th. Oh no shit! So yeah, this that was oh. opening weekend, past weekend. I had no idea. What's it called? Uh, the Beach Bum. Oh okay. All right. um, I'll look out for it. Yeah. So they uh, McConaughey goes into for his first scene with Snoop Dogg, mm. which obviously they're smoking weed in. Yeah, McConaughey goes up to the prop guy and he's like, "Hey, let me. Uh, here's my fake weed. It's filled with oregano. We're gonna just smoke this." And they had like an eight minute um, take. Yeah. So it was just one eight minute take, and they had a conversation. They had to go back and forth, passing a joint back yeah. and forth. And McConaughey said, when he was done with it, he just he was done with the scene. He felt super weird, and was just like very off. Didn't yeah. know Like I yeah, just just off. He just felt yeah. off. Yeah. And um. He said he looked up at Snoop, and this is a quote from Snoop. Snoop said to him, that wasn't prop weed, that was Snoop weed. And he ended up replacing all oh, the prop weed with Snoop Dogg's my weed. my God. So, Imagine like, I was probably in the clouds. <laughs> and them telling the story on Kimmel is way better than I'm doing it. Oh, so if you get a chance, God. check it out on YouTube. But McConaughey said that he could barely talk. And according to Snoop Dogg, he rapped for 13 hours straight instead of talking. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So talk about an April Fool's joke. <laughs> that is so bizarre. Because I was about to say, I was like, did you? Re- did they really smoke oregano? I guess not. Well, I guess Pineapple Holy Express shit. and like all those movies, I'm pretty they sure they weed. said that. They, no, they said it was fake weed in there, but I don't know if that's actually true, know. especially with Seth Rogen and all that. Yeah, them. I don't yeah. trust Seth. <laughs> He's smoking real weed on that show. For sure. On that movie. 
All right. Um, I got some big ones today. Today's topic is stocks. Today's a big day for the stock market. Lyft is going public today. Well, Friday. 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 <laughs> uh, Go in is, stock now, but yeah. when you're listening to this, yeah. it's in the past. Yeah, sorry. Um, you better uh, catch it before before it uh, gets too high, but it's already pretty high. $72 a share and $24 billion evaluation. And they just got $2.4 billion in new capital. Jesus. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of mixed on Lyft because they have huge losses. So like their like profit is eh. But I mean, they beat Uber to the stock market. So I don't know. It, could, you, do, it could do really well. It could, uh, I don't know. Are you an Uber or a Lyft guy? I'm Uber. Uber, yeah, me too. But you know, if like, if I go on Uber and it's, I'm probably like 60 Uber, 40 Lyft. Because if I go on Uber and it's kind of pricey, I'll go to Lyft and see. And if Lyft is better, I'll go to Lyft. But typically Uber. The only time I used Lyft was when they gave you a free ride yeah. <laughs> for signing up. And then I never used it again. Yeah. Now I'm bouncing back and forth because they both keep adding like coupons to my account. <laughs> That's <laughs> so how I'm they just, get you. Yeah, I'm just bouncing back and forth. Uh, another one is Casper, you know, the mattress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had any experience Casper? Not with Casper, no. Anyone you know? Um, as far as just Casper alone? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. no. I, I think a friend of mine bought a Casper mattress or the competitor. Whatever. Lisa? Is that no. One? There's a bunch of them out yeah. there. Yeah. So anyway, Casper just got a $100 million investment from already existing investors, Target, NEA, IVP, and Norwest Venture Partners. They're now valued at $1.1 billion, and they have plans to go public. I feel like Target's one of those retail stores that yeah. going to be going out soon. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I probably know. grab it onto whatever. Although I don't know because Target's that place you go into with like kind of like Marshalls or TJ Maxx. True, true. You go in there not needing anything and you come out with like $300 worth of stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious about Casper. I'm, maybe on my next mattress I'll try it out. Uh, Has anyone out here tried uh tried Casper? Send us a message. Tell us your thoughts. And um, lastly, I like this one. Well, I kind of like it. We work. Um, their revenue is up, up, way up. Eight hundred eighty-six million in twenty seventeen, and they boosted to one point eight billion in twenty eighteen. Oh shit! But don't get too excited. Losses grew with it, and even more. Uh, losses went from nine hundred ninety-three million to one point nine billion. So they're still not profiting, but um, I don't know. Well, what was that thing you were telling me about? You can rent apartments now through them like yeah so we work well so we work now is the we company so it's we work we live we grow which is like an education part part of it um and then i think there's one more i think there's four sectors but we live is basically like furnished apartments that uh are available like they're kind of like hotels um they're like apartment style hotels or hotel style apartments whatever you want to call it but they have them in new york and dc and um, you can rent them anywhere from like a night up to like a month or so. So, you know, like it's great for like freelancers or people who travel. Like you could stay for a week. You could stay for four days. Like I was going to stay in one and they're pretty affordable. Um, I was going to stay at one in New York with Monica. We went for um, a couple nights and um, it was pretty cheap for being like right on Wall Street in Manhattan. I think it was like 150 for the night, which is like not too bad for Midtown or Wall Street. Do you have to be a part of uh we work no, in order to use it. And I thought you had to because that's how I found it. Yeah. Um, 
but I canceled my WeWork membership like probably a, um, about a year ago, and uh, you can still I can still use it. So it's open to anyone. So we live, uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Big news for WeWork. I'm I like them a lot, so I'm like hopeful that they succeed. But um, I was reading another thing that said like where their losses are growing so much, they're still not profitable. But where their losses are growing so much, it makes it really tough for investors. And the only way to keep the investors like interested is to grow faster. But if you're growing faster, it makes it harder to be profitable. Yeah. Cause you're, because you're just on. expanding yeah. because what they could do is just try to stop expanding, slowly increase rent prices, get more money, but then investors will start like just losing interest. Yeah. I mean, I think, and we work has a very, uh, very clean cut kind of appeal to them. Oh yeah. So like the one that uh, we went to. Yeah. It's actually the only one I've ever been in mm-hmm. uh, in Boston. Right. That was yep. in Boston. Yeah. Like very clean, very neat. Yeah. You know, there's, there's like everybody's collaborating. Um, yeah. It's a great environment. Yeah. I just think that the own personal rooms are a little tiny. Yeah. That's they are. I might be claustrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's small spaces, but like um, I was reading that they have a ton, they're growing their like corporate clients, like big, and those are like designs or those are like um, products where like basically we work will like build you a space and it's bigger than like the little rooms you get if you just rent it like direct from WeWork. They like build you a space and it's actually like a good size for however many team members you have. So it's like an interior design. Yeah. Thing too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I don't know. I'm hopeful. See what happens with them. Um, so we're going to get into this interview now with uh, with uh, yours truly, Mike and Mike here. Um this interview is brought to you by Dev Hero. Dev Hero is a local uh, web developer and audio engineer here in Rhode Island. Uh, super, super talented. Check out his work at dev-hero.com. If you need a website done or you know someone who needs a, a website done or um, you need an audio engineer for your project, um, he's for sure the guy to go to. And if you hit him up, tell him Mike and Mike sent you. Yeah, give him a follow on Instagram too. He's yeah. uh, he's slacking in the following department. He's slacking on Instagram and he just recently got on there. So let's help him out. Dev Hero LLC on Instagram. All right. Um, you so, ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh, we'll see. I don't know the questions. So. Yeah. So <laughs> we have questions for ourselves from each other. And then um, also we have a bunch of um, questions that we got from all of you uh, fine people through Instagram. Um and uh, so before we do these questions, um, we're going to do just a, a quick background on ourselves here. Um, we won't bore you with uh, with any stupid details too much, but uh, um, I'm just going to start off here. So um, when I graduated uh, college uh, back in 2016, so um, just about three years ago now, um, I had built up enough kind of clientele through college, like doing freelance work that um, when I graduated, I was able to pretty much work full-time, um, full-time freelance. Um, I was contracted through an agency and then I was doing weddings and, and other corporate work on the side. So, um, that was enough to pretty much support me. Um, lived at home for a few months and then I, um, uh, got, got a a message from some of my friends from college in Framingham and they were like, Hey, uh, you know, our friend just moved out of our like four bedroom apartment, um, here in Framingham. The rent is, like 400 a month. Do you want to move in with us? And Can't I was beat like, that. Yeah. And I wanted to get out of the house so bad. So I was like, hell yeah, I do. And it was uh, a friend of mine, Caitlin. Caitlin, if you're listening, what's up? It was Caitlin's uh, now fiance, Nate. Great guy. And then it was um, a girl named Colleen who I went to college with. And then um, another girl named Danielle. All great people. Um, lived with them for 
September, October, November, December, January, February. So like six months. And then um, by that time, you know, sharing one bathroom with one, two, three, four other people, um, you know, same living room, same fridge, kitchen, uh, five different schedules. It got crazy. Um, so after a while, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm making enough money now. Um, you know, I got this great, uh, great job and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go live by myself. So I, uh, saved up a little bit of money, um, probably like one month of rent. And, um, and then, uh, you know, found a place, Cumberland, Rhode Island, moved there, lived there for a year. And, um, that place was sweet. I love that place, dude. You know what? I still love it almost more than now, but you know, it was just great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, that's where we started. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. in that living room. <laughs> that living room is where it was created. That's right. Um, so anyway, so I was contracted through an agency and um while I was living there, um, we were I was working on projects for this agency and uh the agency at one point was like, Hey, um, we hired this other kid named Mike. And at the time I was like, I don't need somebody else. I got I can handle all his work. Especially with my fucking name too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, get the hell out of here. I don't need him. I don't I don't need any help. Um and uh, you know, obviously flash forward three two yeah, three two years? Two uh, two years. It's been three years. Three two, years. Uh yeah, no, two. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're so right. two years. Um so anyway, met him on a project and you know, didn't like him right away because I was like I didn't know him at all. But I was like, I don't need this kid, he's just here to steal my job. Yeah, I'm a dirtbag, watch out. Yeah. So um <laughs> Anyway, we did a couple of projects together and just like right off the bat, we hit it off, um, got along really well. And turns out like our skills were uh, pretty different and, and meshed really well. Mike's very good with pre-production. I'm not good with pre-production. I'm pretty good with the technical aspect of like cameras, shooting and production. Um, and then, you know, obviously a little bit of post-production as well. But, you know, our skills just meshed really well. So we hit it off. We started working on a bunch of projects together with the agency and... Um, after a while, um, work slowed down a little with the agency. Um, clients were kind of dropping off, and um, we noticed it. And we said, "Hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's do our own thing. Let's just start our own business. We don't need this middleman." So um, let's take all the money. Ourselves. Let's take all. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, there's a guy in the middle taking a piece of the profit, and we're not doing out. shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so that's what happened. So. That was um that was around September October that started, and of um, 2017 of 2017 yep, and um and so you know by December we had come up with the come up with the idea you know we really formed it um I think we bought the domain name in December in December yep um, of 20 yeah that's 2017 yep, yep yep and uh, right around that time I was coming home from my mom's house and I said hey I had this crazy idea I'm like let's just make a commercial to like start ourselves off like a free commercial for ourselves. And it was about texting and driving. So we made this quick PSA. If any of you have seen it, let us know. Um, Cause that was our first project. And it was a lot of fun. So uh, made this little PSA about texting and driving. And then, um, you know, by January officially, uh, officially registered the business in Providence um, worked from like, like we said, worked from my uh, living room for the first two months. Yep. Um, and you know, one day we, we uh, had like a bunch of meetings and all of a sudden it was like contract, contract, contract. So we signed like three or four deals for the year and we were like, shoot, we got a lot of work ahead of us. I think we should uh, probably get something more legit than our my living room. <laughs> so um, got an office in downtown Providence, got a great deal um, right on Way Bossett Street, which is like the heart of the city. It was great. 
um, worked out of there for all of all of the year. Um, so from the end of February until until pretty much um, mid to end of December. Um, and it was great. Uh, you know, built a lot of work, um, had did a lot of great stuff, met a lot of great people and, um, you know, did really well. And, and I think the first year of business, um, you know, I think we both came in with some great experience. We kind of had that aspect of, you know, we both had years of experience prior and then we were also like a new business. So, um, we got lucky and a lot of people were willing to, uh, you know, support us and give us some, uh, give us some work and, um, you know, knock on wood, it's working out so far. So um, and, uh, you know, so that was just over a year ago now. And then, um, back in, so like I said, back in December, we moved into a, a new studio in Pawtucket. Um, just to clarify our old office in Providence, it was very cheap, but it was very small. It was probably about 200 square feet. Um, which is, you know, some of you are saying like, yeah, that's like the size of my bedroom. Maybe. Yeah. We um, had gear literally, um, falling on top of us. Yeah. It was, it was just like stacking up everywhere. Yeah, no gear closet. No. Um, we had two desks. Yeah. Me and Mike were right next to each other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, got to the point where we had the income to, you know, look for a new place. And obviously we had the need where it was too small. So, uh, we found a, a spot in Pawtucket now and basically 10 X our office size. We're in right around 2000 square feet now. Um, and, uh, you know, just huge space, great, uh, great location right off the highway and, uh, just a much nicer, uh, much nicer place. So, yeah, we went from, uh, you know, this little tiny closet and yep. now we have a full studio, yep. um, available for rent. If anyone needs a studio yeah. to rent our gear closet right now that we have is probably almost as big as the office. We were yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's full. <laughs> and it, yeah. And we need a bigger gear closet. Yeah. Now. So, uh, so really exciting and things are going really well. Um, again, knock on wood, but, uh, yeah. So we're in March of 2019 now. Um, just, uh, just closed a few contracts with a few more people for the year. Um, going to be doing some traveling this year. Yeah. A lot of traveling coming up. Um, really exciting stuff. We're going to Colorado, going to Iowa, not much out there but corn yeah yeah um but yeah so things are good and um you know we're excited for year two cool. so that's me yeah let's hear it mike all right so you covered a lot of it but yeah. um i'll just give you a quick rundown uh, i went to school champlain vermont or burlington vermont i yep. went to champlain college in yep. burlington vermont um really fucking cold i don't know why i went up there <laughs> now that i look back on it i could never do it i just love the snowboarding i think yeah but, you know, I went for digital filmmaking, ended up graduating there, moved out to L.A., um, worked in L.A., uh, I would say for five or six months on a documentary for uh, Adam Carolla, who was from The Man Show. He's a kind of like it. A, five, six months. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's kind of like longer. a D-list celebrity. So yeah. half the people I say I have no idea who he is and yeah. it's completely understandable. I'm going to look him up. Yeah. He was a nice dude. Um uh, having to move back because my student loans kicked in and Champlain cost way too much money. So I got a job offer from a production company back in uh, New England, back in uh, Rhode Island, and decided to, you know, take it up. And it was enough to pay my student loans and keep living where in L.A., the hustle out there is so insane. Oh, I went yeah. up I went up to the producer and I was like, hey, I got a job offer back in Rhode Island. I got to pay my student loans. Is there any way get paid a little more money? I was getting paid $12 an hour that's to rough. edit. And I was doing like 60-hour weeks. I was yeah, ready for the grind. That's rough. And he just looks at me and goes, you're replaceable. And Did he really? Yeah, right to my face. And I go, all right, I quit. And I just walked out the door. Holy shit. Yeah, and this was me. I was putting 
for five months straight, 60 hour weeks, just like sitting in a closet, yeah. just editing the, all the hard drives, just making me sweat. <laughs> it was like, holy cow. I was like, I do all this work and it, but that's how the mood is out in LA. Yeah. It's like, all right, there's a thousand people that can do your job. True. So wow. I was like, all right, I got to pay these bills. I got to get back. I already have a job offer. So I ended up coming back here. Um, worked in the, worked for that company for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, all right, I got enough experience. I can do this by myself. Started freelancing. Um, worked for a couple of different companies, just uh, doing random things. Yeah. Ended up meeting up with the agency where we, we met each other. Yep. And um, like Mike said, you know, it's always... It's always like, what the fuck's this kid doing here? Whenever you get on set with someone else, it's like, yeah. he's taking my money from me. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, not like a dog fight, but I don't know. It's yeah, like, yeah. You do feel, even if you say you don't, I feel like you still feel that competition. Yeah. But just like you said, I was, we had the different types of roles. So right. once I realized how, like, how you were and how you were on set, I was producing a lot of the shoots for that company. So I would just hire you for yeah. all the shoots because we worked well together. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's all, uh, it's all history from there. Yeah. And, like that's kind of how we all formed. Um, so far it's, you know, it's been fun. It's been, I love being my own boss. Yeah. Um, working your own hours. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you're a little more productive later at night. You stay later at night, yeah. sometimes in the morning. Um, there's no, nothing locking you down unless you have like a shoot or something. Yep. And, uh, I don't know. I just, it's a great jump. Um, I love being in the studio in this space. Um, and I think we have a lot of, I think the future is very positive for us. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right. So, uh, like I said, we have questions from all of you, but, um, we actually had, uh, some questions for each other. So, um, to be honest, we thought that we weren't going to get that many questions. Yeah. So we wrote them for ourselves yeah. and then it turns out you guys who are great yeah. ended up sending in a bunch of questions. Yeah. So we're just going to, we're going to answer all of them. Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to nail them all out. So, uh, I'm going to go off mine first and then so I'll ask you and then I guess you can deliver your questions and then we'll go into the Instagram questions. All right. I got about, I think I got three. All right. I actually got five. I got six. Damn. Overachiever. I did pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting to think of this many, but anyway, uh, so actually this is perfect. So you were just talking about how you went to LA a few years ago. Um, and you kind of answered this a little bit, but did you find it very competitive out there? And what was it like working in like the hub of film and TV? Um, let's see. I would say it's super, super competitive out there. Um, you talk about like me and you going on a shoot here and competing for a job. Yeah. I mean, out there it's, it's nuts. I went on one shoot. It was like 115 degrees out. (laughs) And, um, the, uh, it was supposed to be a six hour music video shoot. Just like get a couple scenes. The shoot was 24 hours, not including driving. And I was an unpaid PA on it. And I was sitting there sweating my balls off. So the whole crew, excuse me, the whole crew and cast is 24 hours. 24 hours. The kids were there. Holy cow. And this was like, it was like a younger, she was probably, I can't remember the artist's name. She's probably like 16, 17. Wow. So like all the kids she's were young. there too. Um, Jesus. And that's not including the travel time, which was yeah. what, five yeah, hours like back said. and forth. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like I, being the PA, the lowest man on the totem pole, I was stuck driving back after the 24 oh. hour shoot. I literally fell asleep at the wheel. Don't yeah. tell the people in the car that, but almost killed them oh all. My God. Um, but like, that's one of those things where after that, the company never called me back and it wasn't like I wasn't doing anything. Like I did everything I could on set. Right, I was right. busy. I was asking, Hey, what do you need? What do you need this? And yeah. the companies would just use you cause they want a chance. 
and then once they're done they're like all right next, so like i feel like PA. you need a connection yeah. um you need some type of in in order to do something uh i worked on another kind of uh it was like a live tv shoot for some marathon they do out there on the pacific coast highway yeah and like those guys were great, but the only reason I got that is because I had the connection from the guy was from Rhode Island, and I knew him. Uh, and, you know, they kept signing me on for a lot of freelance work, and like that was a good experience. And then, of course, with the Adam Carolla thing, you just see how competitive is it out there. Yeah, but there is something to be said for just being out there and being able to just be like, I'm here, like I'm yeah. in LA, I'm doing what I want to do, and I think that's why, even though I was getting paid so little, I was able to be like, all right. I'm going to go and just work my ass off every day because yeah. eventually I'll know I'm going to get that break eventually. And uh, even with Adam Carolla, Carolla I got a, uh, I got that job by a friend from school who was out there who was editing for him and had oh, to leave. Really? And he was like, oh, I got this opening. I have a friend. So that's when I was like, all right, I'll hop on that. And he cool. told me, he was like, yeah, just stick with it and you'll make it. And, you know, I was young and yeah. I was just ready to hustle. I like, didn't, Yeah, how old were you at that point? Uh, fresh out of college. So oh, I was probably, was like 22? Yeah. yeah. Wow. 20 to 23. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool cause the feeling is out there, but yeah. it's definitely, um, I don't think I enjoyed my time out there as much as I could have because yeah. I was too stressed out about, all right, where's the next paycheck coming from? Where am yeah. I going? Yeah. But, um, I mean, I would, I would do it again in a second. Yeah. I, yeah. That's I just, cool. cause like it's creating something for yourself you know right. it's like listen i came here with absolutely nothing right and like i was able to like build up this whole thing yeah that's cool um so there was a second part to that but i already you answered it i said what made you come back but oh uh, yeah student loans yeah student loans <laughs> fucking student loans man i'll tell you um and then so i guess this one's kind of part of it um but you also just kind of answered it but i just said do you think you'll ever leave rhode island Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking hate the cold now. Yeah, I know. We need to get out of the. East <laughs> I, Coast. I, I'd made the joke earlier, but it. I went to school in Vermont, and yeah. it would be walking to class. It'd be negative fifteen before the wind chill. I was like forty-five minutes from the Canadian border. That's insane. And I had no problem with it. I was, I was insane. loving it. And like now, I look back on it, and I was like, why didn't I go to Florida? Yeah. Like ASU. Well, I probably would never graduate if I went yeah. to either of those places. True. But I like. I got to yeah. get somewhere warm. Like yeah. I, I see us you know opening branches like yeah. in different warmer areas warmer climates getting south Los or west Angeles. yeah i mean i just want to get to the i want to go somewhere where i can wear a sweatshirt at night yeah. and shorts and a t-shirt during the day yeah you know that's, i'm with you on that yeah um so this is a good one i hope i think you'll like this one um so i always kind of joke that you're sort of like our cfo chief financial officer um, but you do handle the cash flow. You make sure money's being put aside for emergencies. You make sure the bills and the credit cards get paid. And um, that's very important. But were you always good with money? Hmm. What do you mean by that? Can like, have you always been very conscious of like making sure you have a savings account, making sure you have money put aside for a rainy day, making sure like your bills get paid on time, shit like that? Yeah, I think I'm very... I'm very nervous about my credit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like, that's good. I always made sure my bills are paid on time. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, kind of figure out my financials. I was always like that. Yeah. Saving wise, I was not as good when I when you have a paycheck coming in every week. Yeah. Like when I was like on a salary for that production company. Yeah. I knew that like all right every week I'm getting X amount of dollars so I can spend all. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Right. But I feel like with freelancing now you kind of got to have that rainy day fund in case. 
you know, you yeah. have a couple of slow weeks. Exactly. Like nobody knows where it's coming from. Right. So. Exactly. It's it's as much as you can try to plan, you can't. Yeah. You can try, but yeah. it's never going to uh, work out all the time. Okay. Did you ever have an interest in something other than video or did you ever like think throughout high school or college or anything that you might do something different? Hmm. That's a good question. I honestly, honestly, no, I started, I started doing video in like 10th, uh, no, I want to say ninth grade. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rounds, RIP. He yeah. passed away a couple months ago, but he got me into it. He taught me the ups and downs. And like from the second I picked up a camera, I was a terrible student in school. Yeah. I was awful. I would get an A in the video production class, but you know, I go and fucking fail gym cause I'm skipping it all the time, you know, like, <laughs> um, so that's when when it came around to time to go to school, I was like, all right, what am I good at in life? Yeah. It's like, well, I like cameras and I can figure this out and I've been making videos. So yeah, I honestly don't ever. So you were I pretty never, much video right from the get. Yeah. I never think I, it was weird after college. I didn't think I could make a career out of it Yeah, because you know, you get in the freelance world and it's slow to start. You're mm-hmm. like, fuck, where's my money coming from? Yeah. But, uh, I think that once the ball got rolling, I was like, hell yeah, we're doing this. Like yeah. I, I went to school for this. This is what um, I'm using my degree, which yeah. like a lot of people can't say they're doing, True. especially with a film degree. True. And um, yeah, no, I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, when you were younger and you had other jobs, um, I was kind of like this. I always like had like, I guess you could say like a problem with authority. Uh, I never liked a boss, but when you had jobs when you were younger, did you ever like hate that feeling of having a boss or did you ever like think that you would just always work for yourself or anything like that? I wouldn't say I had a problem with the boss. Well, I worked at Newport Creamery. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was a, a cook there. So I'm, I'm sorry for anybody who came into the North Kingstown <laughs> Newport Creamery. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I cooked there. I mean, I, I really don't remember that too much. Yeah. Um, and then ever, then my dad, um, hired me as a driver for an electrical company that he right. works for. Yeah. So, I mean, my dad was my boss. And yeah, that's not too bad. He was very, very laid back. I, <laughs> I would go home and uh, play games of Madden on my lunch break. <laughs> I was a pretty pretty it's bad worker, bad. but <laughs> I got the work done. I, could, I did get the jobs done. As long yeah. as the jobs were done, they didn't, give a, they didn't care what I did. Yeah. So, I never, I came, never really had like that. No authority problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, last one. What's one thing you've learned in college or high school that's less like technical and is maybe more like theoretical um, or like, you know, thought provoking that you kind of still, uh, still think about or that you still kind of have in you. Does it have to be educational or can it be like a life? No. Lesson? Yeah. It could totally be like, yeah. Yeah. I would say there was this one guy that worked for my dad and, uh, we were actually working on the Superman building. He would actually, I don't oh, know if, sure. I don't know if yeah. I just say this in Rhode Island, but it was, uh, what was Kurt Schilling's, uh, company, uh, studio. Oh, I don't know. 38 studios, 38 studios. Okay. Guy had like a huge dream to build a video game company with no experience. He got yeah. Rhode Island to pay for all of it. But anyways, we were working on that building. Um and he told me something that, you know, kinda of stuck with me for a while. Yeah. Um, it was uh you can't change what's happened in the past, so there's no reason to worry about it. That's which good. I used to and I still do to this day obsess over, you know, shit that happened in the past. Yeah. Everybody's laying in bed at night, like thinking about all the shit that happened. Of course. But you can't change it, so no. there's no there's no use in worrying about it. And I yeah. think that was very it was it was life changing for me to like not yeah. life changing, but it was like a good lesson eye-opening. for me. Yeah, it was very eye opening because mm-hmm. um it's true. It's like it why is. why are you gonna waste your time doing 
like worrying, worrying about, about something this. you can't change and like it's ridiculous worry about what's going going to happen tomorrow what's right. happening right now to change the that future. so in the future you're not worrying about something stupid you did today yeah you know exactly. and i just think that like that's a good way to look at things and a good way to look at yeah. life i've become over the last like probably year and a half i've that's like one big thing i've like worked on and i feel like i've come a long way is like not worrying about some mistake i made or some little you know thing i did like i forgot this one thing or um you know just the little things that you obsess over like i just uh have really begun to just be like look it happened yeah i can't go back yeah you know whatever and i think that's a very that's something that you you, you got to teach yourself yeah um that's especially working in you know working in our field even though he was an electrician mm-hmm. and we were just sitting yeah, around having everywhere. coffee like i'm sure he just kind of said it because like it's probably you know old it, man wisdom <laughs> yeah but like he it really did like stick with me and still yeah. sticks with me to this day that's good that's a good one that's yeah. a good one all right, that's all mine. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, I'm going to come out with a heater. Drill me. All right, you post so many pictures of L.A., <laughs> and you just recently booked a trip there. So yeah, could you please tell me why you like L.A. so much? You know what's so funny is, like, I can never, I can never, like, put any, like, I can't, like, put my finger on, like, this is why. But I think a little bit of what you were saying is when you're out there, like, being a creative, like, being in that center of all of it, like... I don't know. There's just something that like when I'm out there, just like my spirit is like, and that's, it sounds so weird to say, but like, I just feel so much different. And like, it, I mean, one thing I hate the cold, I hate winter with a passion. So obviously the weather out there is, you know, always perfect. Uh, I've been in almost every season I've been in June. I've been in December, January, September. Um, every time is just amazing. Um, I have some family out there. So it's always good to see them. We were we were close when I was younger. Um, and then throughout the years, like, so my parents were divorced when I was four. Um, and these are cousins on my dad's side. Yep. So we were close when I was younger and they lived here or they were here a lot. Um, but over the years, we just kind of grew apart um, through like no fault of either of us, just like family stuff. And obviously now they, you know, they live in, in California. So. Um, they didn't come over as much. They got up, they, they grew up and got older and they got jobs and lives and stuff. So, um, I think part of it is it's, it's good to like reconnect with them cause we get along really well. So it's always good to see them. Like I said, I love the energy, um, the weather and, uh, I don't know. There's just so much to do out there. Uh, every time I go, like one time I went for, I think like three days, I flew out on a Thursday afternoon and left, um, like a Sunday night. And so, I mean, I paid, you know, all that money for like a flight and whatever for the weekend. And, um, you know, it was a really quick trip, but like, it was so much fun and it's always something new. I mean, there's millions of people out there. You always meet people. Um, I think there's definitely something to say about the people out there. And some people say, Oh, they're so pretentious, but I don't know. I've always met some really great people. Um, it was funny. One time I was in an Uber out there and I was going, I think from the airport to, to my hotel or whatever. And, um, and I'm a talkative person. So I was talking with the, the driver and I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, like what, what part of LA are you from? Or where, where, you know, where did you go to school or whatever? You know, we we're talking and he's like, Oh, where are you from? And I was like, Oh, I'm and trying to say you're from Rhode Island to people in LA is like really tough. Like you could say Rhode Island, the state, they think it's long Island. I f- everyone yeah, I like they, is like, Oh, New York, huh? <laughs> yeah. And so I just say Boston. I'm like, Oh, I live close to Boston. Like I'm not far from Boston. 
So they, oh, okay, cool, cool. So this one guy um, in this Uber, and uh, you know, I tell him, I'm like, ah, I'm from, I'm from like the Boston area, and he's like, oh, I heard that people like dicks out there, and I was like, and I thought he meant gay people, <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I was like, um, how do you respond to that? I, I was like. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of everywhere. Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I don't think about that kind of thing. And he was, like, just as confused with my answer as I was with his question. Because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then I literally thought about it for a second. And then I was like, wait, did you mean people are dicks? Like, they're jerks? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I told him what I thought, and he cracked up. But um, but it was just so funny. He said he had visited to Boston a few times, and he always felt like people were very like stuck up. And I, I don't know. I I don't disagree. Like I find a lot of people are very standoffish in New oh, England yeah, for sure. Um, I I don't know if it's like especially New York. Like obviously you go to New York and people can be pretty stuck up or you know standoffish. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Everyone, maybe it's the weather out there. You know, yeah. I There's mean, never any cold, so everyone's just carefree. They don't care. That's what one thing I've uh, actually figured out. When I was out there, like I walked out, I was walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Some lady goes, "Hey, good morning. How are you doing?" And I turn, I look at her. I'm like, "What the fuck does this lady want yeah. with me?" You know, like you're not even if it is like a fake nice or anything, yeah. they still go out of their way to like, yeah, you know, it's just more a, a more welcoming climate out there. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's it. So um, that was a good one. Yeah. So I'm going out to LA May 17th to 21st. If you're listening to this and you're from LA, hit me up. Let's uh, let's get a coffee. Yeah. Oh, well, that kind of leads into my next one. Okay. Your addiction to coffee. Oh, Jesus. What would you do without coffee, do you think? You know what's funny is um, I... Uh, and how much coffee do you drink so the listeners know? Um, So it's actually decreased a little bit. I, And what I find like interesting is growing up, like I didn't get into coffee until like honestly probably halfway through college. Like when I was a teenager, like high school... And then even like senior year and like freshman of college, like everybody I knew drank coffee. They always, always get coffee. And I just hated it. The only thing I could drink, get this, this is the only thing I would drink like my last year of high school probably in my first two years of college. The only thing I would drink was a medium ice French vanilla caramel swirl extra extra from Dunkin' Donuts. Jeez. So it's literally just filled with sugar and caramel and sweet. (laughs) It was like a milkshake. It was just like... If I tried to drink one now, I'd probably throw up. Yeah. Um, but that's all I drank for the first like two years. And people were like, what the hell are you drinking? That's disgusting. Um, was it because of the taste, probably? Yeah, it was so sweet. And I had never really, like I said, I didn't like coffee. Yeah. Um, anytime I tried hot coffee, I'd just spit it out. It was disgusting. <laughs> so um, I forget how I got into it. But well, I know what it was. It was, um, no, that wasn't it. What was it? The hell was it? Anyway, I don't know what happened, but. One time I, I started drinking it. I think I just slowly like decreased the sugar and like just slowly got myself into like actual coffee rather than yeah. caramel, vanilla and cream. Um, and so, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, junior year, I started drinking coffee and I just slowly got into like one a day maybe. And then I like really quickly got into like two coffees a day and then like a Red Bull in the afternoon or like two coffees and then a third coffee in the afternoon. So I was... Like for a while, I drank like two to three a day and then maybe even like a fourth one somewhere. And um, I don't know what happened. I think slowly I just was like, all right, this is probably not good. Um, I actually had a few times I had to go to the hospital. I had atrial fibrillation 
any uh, medical professionals out there, um, I you know I'm very young to have AFib. And caffeine is great for that. <laughs> caffeine is phenomenal for AFib. Uh, so I think a few times I saw that it was like I had to go to the hospital because I had had like a coffee one morning, an, a second coffee the night before. I'd had like a monster. And then I had some other thing and they were like, you need to like slow down on caffeine. So I was like, okay, you're probably right. <laughs> so I slowly got back down to like two a day. And so now I'm anywhere from one to three a day. Usually, usually two. Yeah. Um, I was, I was impressed when we first started working together, how much coffee you would drink, especially yeah. like the 5 PM coffee, where if I drank that, I'd be up till, you know, like four in the morning. And it's so funny. Like I need it to wake up. But I could literally drink one before bed and just go to bed. That's crazy. It, it like doesn't affect me, but it wakes me up like perfectly. Um, Everyone's got their vices. Yeah, I don't know. So I've thought about just kicking it completely, but I don't know if I could do it. I and now and it's what's funny now is I've gotten from all the way from like I said like French vanilla, caramel swirl, extra extra to now I drink my coffee black with one sugar. Yeah, like so I'm yeah. like pure now. So I don't know. pure. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right. So you're saying you don't like bosses and authority. Oh, I added a couple. I got a couple. Yeah, going. sure. So you were saying earlier you didn't like your bosses. Yeah. Well, you didn't like having a boss. Mm-hmm. Not that you didn't like him. But yeah. um, do you think that's how you shape, like, how you approach maybe talking to someone on set who we've hired? Or do you think, like, do you think mm-hmm. about that before you, like, say something? Like, all right, how is this person going to view me? Or, like, how, how what is my overall action of this? Yeah. Like, what's the reaction going to be? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I do. I've, I've over like the last like year or two, I've become like very conscious of like, you know, obviously when you're young, you do first and think later. Right. And obviously it always comes back to bite you in the ass. And, um, you know, as I've grown up, I'll be 25 in June. Um, but as I've grown up, I've definitely become much more like aware and conscious of like things I say, especially being a business owner. Like, yeah, you really have to be careful. Like your, your image is everything. So I can't say the stuff that I used to say like six, seven <laughs> years ago when I was a dumbass in college. Um, so yeah, you have to be really conscious of like what you say. And I like, as much as I don't care what people think anymore, like I care how people think of me still. So I am like very conscious of like how I treat people, how I talk to them. So like if we ever have people on set, like I'm, I'm very aware of like how I talk to them. I try not to make them feel like an asset. Like they're a person. They're part of the team. Right. And they're making the production like just as helpful. Like they're helping just as much as we are. Yeah. Cause without them, we wouldn't have that extra set of hands. Right. Exactly. So, you know, things like that. I definitely am aware of like how I talk to people and like, yeah, it's, as much as like I used to hate bosses, like it made me really think about like how I want to be viewed as a boss. You yeah. could say makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Do you have like a funny story or like the funniest like onset story? Do you have anything that you could tell us um, that's happened to you? Yeah, I have a good one. You, could, right. you probably know exactly what it is. Let's hear um, it. Over the summer, we uh, so any of you out there, if you are familiar with Southwick Zoo, um, they're I think probably the biggest zoo in Massachusetts. Um, they're in Menden. They're one of our, our clients and uh, they're always amazing to work with. And part of Southwick zoo is um, within the past two years, they built a restaurant there or three years two, I think two years ago it opened. Um, so they're, they're essentially one of our clients as well because they're owned by the zoo. So last year we did a bunch of marketing videos for them. And um, one big thing about Gallifords, the restaurant is that they are a huge, huge supporter of, 
craft local breweries, um, which I am in love with. So uh, I'm a huge craft beer fan. So um, I, I think that's awesome of them. And so anyway, they wanted to essentially promote the fact and make a little video saying like, hey, look, we support local breweries. And um, and so we we strategize with them about how to make this really cool video showing that, hey, we support local breweries on tap. Like if you're looking for local beers, like this is where you need to come. So we essentially partnered with one of their um, one of the breweries. They they use Craft Roots out of Milford, which also run by two phenomenal people. Uh, shout out Craft Roots. Yeah, they have great beer, too. Uh, great beer and great people. Maureen, Maureen and Robin. Maureen and Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, awesome people. Um, so we worked with them and basically produced a 30 second, uh, 30 second ad to say like, Hey, look, we promote craft beer and we, we support local beers. Um, so we basically showed, uh, long story short, we, we, we showed how the beer gets from craft roots, uh, you know, brewery to the restaurant. So one of the shots at, at the, at Gallifords was, you know, we bring, they bring their keg into the back of Gallifords restaurant and then they hook the tap up and the tap lines obviously go underneath and go to the tap that the beer comes out of. Um, so one of the shots was hooking the tap up to the keg of Craft Roots beer. And so it's the middle of summer. It's hot as hell out. Um, and we have to go into the freezer. Phenomenal. It's hot, hot out. Let's, let's go in the freezer. So we go in the freezer and it's this really tight room. And so one of the, one of the girls who works at, um, at Gallifords is going to be like the kind of like the model to hook the tap up and, and set it up. So me and Mike are kind of crammed in this little, little freezer. We both have a camera or I, oh no, I have a camera. Mike's holding the light to give some light onto her hands, cracking into the, the tap, uh, into the keg and, and turning the nozzle to hook the tap up to the, to the keg. And so it's pretty hard, I guess, to, to put this in. I've never hooked up a keg. So uh, she's she's really pushing, and you have to push it and turn it. Um, we'll have to, like, put the clip out there or something. You'll have to see it. But We'll have to put it on the Instagram when we, when we post this uh, episode. It'll yeah. be one of the clips on there. Yeah, exactly. So um, so she's trying, like, hell to put this tap on, to, put the, to hook it up. And she pushes down at one point. This was, like, five tries later. She can't get it hooked up. She did one that just didn't look good. So we were like, oh, do you mind doing it again? She pushes the thing into the, she pushes the tap into the keg. Beer just squirts out everywhere like crazy. Got all over the camera, all over her face, covers Mike. He's standing right next to her holding the light. He gets covered in beer. Beer just splatters everywhere. And we were able to get it all on film. It looked like I just jumped in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. We were all just covered in beer. And we all just cracked up. And it was so funny. She was so worried about the camera. And we were like, no, no, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Are yeah, you I think, okay? I think we were dying laughing and she was like, oh, I just ruined it, all your equipment. Yeah. It's like, no, laugh about it. It's yeah, fine. she was like, so nervous. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that's definitely the funniest story. We'll have to attach that thing, but we definitely got to. That was that a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final question. Okay. When will you and Monica be getting a dog so we can have an office dog? Because <laughs> I, I need an office dog. And Monica, if you're listening, Monica, come on. PSA, <laughs> we need a dog. Um, so what's funny is, uh, so like I said, we moved in together um, basically when we moved into this apartment, sort of. Um, so anyway, we live in, in the uh, rubber lofts in Providence now. Um, our lease ends in August, and we're still deciding like what we want to do. She wants to get a condo. One of the choices is the 903s, um, which are like luxury apartments in Providence, and they're like condo style. All the amenities, they got a pool, they got a gym, the whole nine yards, big parking garage, all that. Um, they got like a bell bellman. Um, it's crazy. So she, she joked and they're, they're pet friendly. 
Um, so she joked, and it was a bad move on her part. She joked, if we move into the 903s, we'll get a dog. Yep. So um, we're leaning towards the 903s. Hell um, yeah. But, you know, it's tough. Like, as much as I like to joke about it and I want a dog so bad, she's kind of right sometimes um, or a lot of times. But uh, she says, like, look, you have a busy life. I have a busy life. Like, having a dog is a lot of responsibility. And it, she's so right. Um, yeah, but so, you bring that dog to the office. Exactly. And, and that's the great thing about being our own boss is we can bring it here at any time. Obviously, there's there's things that come up and, you know, but you just address it as it comes. I'm very much like, you know, live by the live by the moment. So right, right. we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully in the near future, we'll have a dog. Come on, Monica. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So um, those are good. Uh, so now it's time for all of your questions. Um, we're just going to jump right into it. I don't know which order. Some people actually sent them to the up in your biz, which is what you're supposed to do. For people who sent them to mine or focus forward, you didn't follow instructions, but we still appreciate you. I guess we'll still answer them. So um, this one here comes from, oh, this is funny. Uh, so this is a kid I follow on Instagram. His name is Johnson NYC. Um, I forget his actual name. That oh, doesn't say. Anyway, he's he's a super talented photographer from uh, from New York. He just said, this is a question for the podcast. Are you guys hiring? LOL. No, sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, Con- not at the moment. Contractors. But uh, yeah. hey, shoot us your info and we'll throw you on the list of contractors if we ever need yeah. you us photos. Yeah, for real. Yeah. If you uh, if we're ever in New York or if you're ever up in this area, shoot us an email. Hi at Focus Forward Media. Um, we have a list of like people that we go to if we ever need uh, need contractors. So shoot us an email. We're not hiring any positions, but um, maybe yeah. in the future. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping that by the end of this year, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to get some full-time people. Yeah. Um, I think that's the goal to get like one or two, but mm-hmm. as of right now, you know, we're just kind of grinding away by ourselves. Yeah. We haven't, I think the amount of work we have, we can still get by with contractors. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. That was a good one. Thank you though. Um, cool. Here's one from nurse GGC, which is, uh, actually, uh, her name's Gina. I shot her wedding last year and, she used to work at a pizza shop that I grew up going to and then worked at for a little bit. Um, so I'm really close with her friend's family. And uh, anyway, so she said, what is a basic camera that you recommend for recording basic YouTube videos and videos for Instagram? Um, I, first thing I'm going to say is, and I'm, I always say this one, it's Sony a 6,000 or a 5,100. They are $500 sub $500 cameras that are amazing. I actually shot, several weddings on the a6000 amazing quality for the price super small i mean you could literally stick that thing in your jacket or like in a tiny purse um really portable and amazing quality and uh very lightweight so i those are two that i recommend a5100 and sony a6000 yeah so i mean i guess this might be because i'm biased as well um mike's converted me to sony yeah exactly Um, but my first camera ever was a canon t2i Oh yeah, well, not okay. first, my, that was my, one of mine. Not my first camera ever. I'm sorry, it was my first DSLR that I bought. I bought it up in college. It was the Canon T2i. Yeah, and um, so I would have to say that I guess around the seven i now. The yeah, seven i. You can buy the whole kit for five eighty off Amazon. Um, they're gonna be at T10i at some I know, point. It's soon. crazy, <laughs> but like I think that's like a great, great starter camera. Yeah. I mean, it teaches you the basics. Um, you can mess around with it. It has all like the functions that a bigger camera has, so it translates very well. And I just think, uh, yeah, should try that T7i. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, next up, uh, it's my good friend Stevie here. What's up, Steve? Um, Steve G. 
He says, yo, I'll help you guys out with a question. How did you guys meet? What were the early talks about starting a business like? So um, we we went into it. We met through uh, through an agency, a marketing agency that yeah. we were both contracted for. And um, we both just uh, started working together on projects. That's how we met. And um, early talks about starting the business. It was just like, you know, we noticed like we, we kind of hinted at um, the agency just started to decline a little. Um, they were losing clients and we didn't didn't love it and um you know we just i just said you know why don't we just start our own business we were both still freelancing on the side doing our own projects but you know i recognized that mike had strengths that covered my weaknesses and i'm sure vice versa, vice versa yeah, for and sure. um you know just two brains are better than one so um i just kept really pushing i was like hey let's do this let's do this let's start our own business like we can do this way better than than this agency and we'll cut out the middleman and do it. So, yeah, I think my tipping point was when, um, I walk into a meeting and this agency hires me to do videos and I walk in and all of a sudden I start getting berated by the owner about the website. It's not up to date and nobody's answering my phone calls. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I'm only here for the video. Yeah. You don't do And websites. that was like the fourth or fifth time that's happened to me. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Like I can do business way better than this. Like, I think a big thing Mike and I pride ourselves on are client relations yeah. because that's, you know, once you make a relationship, oh, yeah. they're going to stick with you if they like you. Yeah. And, um, I was like, Oh, I can treat people better than the way these people are treating them. And, um, yeah. And then I think Mike first proposed the idea. Um, it took us a couple of months and finally we got everything in yeah. order. Yeah. That's that. Good one, Steve. Thanks. Uh, this is from an old friend of mine, Mark Gabriel. Mark, thank you. Um, me and Mark used to skateboard a lot together, so it was fun. He, uh, he, I don't know if he moved out to Salt Lake City, but he's in Salt Lake City with a friend of mine, and he'd been out there for a while. He plays the banjo, uh, writes music. He's, he's cool. cool. Um, anyway, so he said, I have a question. Could even break it into two. First off, where did you find the drive to start your own business and tackle all the hard work and dedication it takes to make it all work? Also, how did you come to the dedication? decision how did you come to the decision that you're going to dedicate everything and anything you had into building a business knowing a lot of risk is involved in the decision like that that's a good one yeah that's a really good one what was the first part again where did you find the drive to start your own business and tackle all the hard work and dedication to make that makes it all work well i think a big thing was um having two people like you were saying before yeah. to split up those responsibilities because mm -hmm. you know to get incorporated to do all that stuff it's a lot of work oh it's, yeah and you know it's a lot of going back and forth and yeah. to be able to split the responsibilities i think was huge yeah um but as far as the drive i mean i just i think from coming from a freelance background i was like man i love working for myself even yeah. though i was working for an agency you're still on your own time on your yeah. own schedule and it was you know i was like i cannot go back to a nine-to-five yeah, ditto. Um, I like like Mike said, freelancing through college is it doesn't feel like your own business at the time. It is, but it doesn't feel like it. So you don't really think of yourself as a business as much. But um, once I was doing that, and then I got out of college, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna go get like a nine to five or go work for the man." Like <laughs> I just couldn't. I, there was no way I was gonna do it. And I'm so ambitious. Like ask Mike, ask Monica. Like I'm so ambitious. Like. So I'm just always like up for the challenge, even if it's like, I'm like, oh, let's build this company to like a million bucks. Like, right. uh, who knows when that'll happen? But, you know, obviously, like just like things like that, I'm just very ambitious. So it's happening soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just very ambitious. So I like to like go after things and um, I'm always up for a challenge. So that's that's um, that's where I think that's uh, a big that thing, from. too, is that um, 
you're up for a challenge. Like it's yeah. a huge challenge. To oh, yeah. It's a huge challenge to fully rely on your company to pay your bills to, yeah. you know, support you through everything in life. And to be able to do that, you know, it's pretty, it, the sense of accomplishment is good, Yeah, but it doesn't give up that sense of drive where you're like, all right, what's the next step? Where are we right. going to take this? Like, I think a big thing is we keep like, we got to figure out a way to keep progressing and exactly. how to keep improving. And, and it's I like, think, it's like, um, you know, it's like celebrating like little successes, right, right. but still like never fully like being like done. Right. Like yeah, we're right. always like ready to keep going, but you know, like little milestones, like we hit this much, we did this work, we got this accomplishment. Like those are like awesome. And we do like, you know, celebrate those, but as much as you do, like, we're never like done and like all set. Yeah. Um, and we're still super young. So. Exactly. So we got plenty of years ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then how did you come to the decision that you were going to dedicate everything and anything you had into building a business, knowing a lot of risk is involved. So I think kind of answered that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like we said, just like I, for me, and I think, you know, kind of like you said, I, I couldn't go to like a nine to five or like some traditional job. Um, and like we said, like ambition and, um, just wanting more. So. It's just cool to see something you built. It's just, exactly. Yeah. Like, like sometimes I'll think about it and like, maybe it sounds cocky, but like when I have like some downtime and I'm just like sitting at home, I'll just like look around and I'm like, you know, I'm good. Like <laughs> yeah. I did this all myself. I'm living, you know, I'm living in a nice apartment and I'm here in Providence to build a business. Things are going well, like knock on wood. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's it. Um, next one here. This one's kind of funny. Um, my friend Joe said two questions. So Joe, Joe is Kelly, Joe, Joe DG Vana. Oh, what up, yeah, Joe? <laughs> Joe from New York, but really from New Jersey. Yeah, but he's got a cool view of the city. He's got a cool view of the city. Check out uh, NYC time lapse. Yes, on Instagram. NYC time lapse. Timescape. Timescape. NYC timescape. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, so he said two questions. Where is your fedora, and can you spin around like that in between each question? No, Joe, I'm not spinning around after each question. <laughs> oh, like the video that you. <laughs> yeah, and my fedora. So that's a joke because two. What is that? Oh, it's a helicopter. Ah, I wonder if they can hear that. You guys hear that? <laughs> is that the FBI? It's supposed to be a. This supposed to be a uh, soundproof studio. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're we're soundproof. We promise. Um, so he says, "Where's my fedora?" Because two years ago we worked on a film out in Western Mass for like. Oh, um, no. You didn't wear a fedora, did you? I did. Oh. <laughs> I should show you the picture, dude. I loved that thing. It was a little phase. I was just. It was in Western Mass. Like, have you ever been to Western Mass? Really. Uh, just Western when we were working out there. Yeah, no. So I was in Western Mass, like way Western Mass. Past, like, past that. Like the border of New York, basically. Oh, okay. Like Richmond, Pittsfield, Lenox. Those are all like border towns. And uh, we were working on a, a an independent film out there. And for like two, three weeks straight, we were out there. And I, um, it's like farm town. So I, I had a fedora and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to wear a fedora. <laughs> so they always shit on me. So that's a good one. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Funny. Joe's very talented, too. Yeah. Um, Always a good time when we go to see him. Yeah, it is. All right. Next question here is from my buddy Anthony Natoli. Um, this one's funny. He said, tell us about Mike N's ever-changing desk setup. Why does he switch up his chair so much? Oh, my God. And then there's the second part, but we'll answer the first This part. is so, something that we have been dealing this with is for always, a long time. This is always a joke around the office. Um, I just – I get bored easy, okay? <laughs> like, don't hate, all right? I just – I like new things. When we were at the, like, I've only changed, I haven't even changed this desk setup really since uh, we got here. I moved it for like a minute and moved it back. You flipped the whole thing around. And I then flipped, flipped my desk right around back. and then <laughs> 10 minutes later I turned it back around. So anyway, 
But since we've been here, I haven't really changed my desk. When we were at the office on way Bossett Street in Providence, I changed it, what, four times in uh, it, nine months? Over, under. Four times, yeah. Right, over. right around four times. Um, How many times did I change my desk? Once. When and we, you, when we put was, it in there. <laughs> all you did was move it once we did like a cleaning. Yeah. You just moved it back a couple feet. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just get bored and I like like change. I love change. And I know most people hate change, but I love change. So like moving my desk around is like, oh, it's a new thing. So just, I don't know. That's it. I think it's funny that it's noticeable. <laughs> to it, yeah, it is funny. It's funny. <laughs> because we that. do joke about it all the time. I mean, yeah. even the other guy we have in here, uh, yeah. he'll like go and like even push your desk. Just like yeah, a he'll move bit. one corner, yeah, make just it like a little bit off, and like you'll walk out and see the desk, and immediately be like, "Who touched it?" Yeah, <laughs> I know right away. I think I took your hard drive once. You might have been in L.A. or I Toronto. Think I was, yeah, and I took your hard drive because I was. We were working on that uh, "Wounded by War" documentary, and I needed some files. Yeah. Then when you came back, you could tell that I tried to put it back right where I you found it. You put it back it. probably exactly where it was, but I looked at it and I was like. Who moved it? You're like, <laughs> the wires behind it are off or like something yeah. like that. <laughs> like you could tell. It was something so stupid. I'm insane. Why does he switch up his chair so much? I don't. I literally, we bought chairs when we moved in there. We bought these. Um, <laughs> you sound like you're getting annoyed with it. <laughs> we, got this, we got this lazy boy. Uh, we got these lazy boy chairs. We got two of them, one for each of us. And after a while, I just didn't like it. So I got a new chair and uh, that's it. And so people always it. talk about that. Your white like pillow chair too. My and I regret to this day not I getting know. that chair. I it know. is so comfortable. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, what is the entertaining events? What is the most entertaining event slash things to shoot? Hmm. Event wise? I don't know. I guess. Anything with liquor because people make a fool of themselves. Yeah. That's, and it's that's, funny that's to That's watch definitely that. the most entertaining. Like being sober around a bunch of drunk people at like a wedding or something yeah. is always so yeah, funny. Weddings or like, or like events at Gallifers when people are drinking. Yeah. Remember, remember the lady we interviewed and she's like, I'm having six tequilas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's always entertaining. But um, I don't know. Weddings are fun. Um, I like events, especially at like restaurants. Those are always fun. Like people are having a good time. Um. And then, like, commercials that we get to, like, produce. Yeah. Those are definitely the most fun. I think something that where we have a lot of creative control, um, where we get to go and create a shot list and a storyboard, and then we bring it to a client and, you know, we bring it on set and we're able to follow it and it comes out how we planned it. Um, Yeah. I guess that's a little different from event videos. Event videos are more like a running gun kind of, like, cover this. Yeah, it's very just, like, do it on the the cuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of... What other, I mean, I I even like like the fashion show we did yeah. for FSU. Like, I think yeah. that was a great, um, wicked diverse. Like, we hadn't really done. I mean, I had done it in the past, but like a different body of work from what we were used to. Yeah, and but it was still fun. Like, I just think anything where there's a crowd and there's a reaction. Yeah, like I mean, that's always. Fun. Uh, I shoot the URI basketball games mm-hmm. and. Being under a basket, you know, there's like four or five thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, it's a cool. Is it really feeling. that big? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, they didn't do too good this year, so they weren't really selling out every game. But yeah. last year, they were. It was. It's nuts just to be on the floor. Yeah. With sound. I mean, any any live event is cool with a yeah. big crowd. Yeah. Um. So this one actually comes from Monica. Shout out, Monica. Hey, where's the dog at? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna from, keep pounding her about yeah. that. Though. <laughs> for Mike M, was video what you originally wanted to do when graduating high school? Yeah, yeah, I would say so because uh, I've kind of covered it, but like, I mean, I wasn't really good at anything else. Yeah. Um, all right, this one comes from Austin Dallin. What's up, Austin? Shout out. Got a good one for you. Which recent project gave you all the most creative control, and how did you take advantage of that? Of that slash, did you enjoy having that liberty? You want to go one a piece? You want to um, pick one, one each? You pick one. 
Um, I would think. I don't know. I would almost still think the craft roots thing. Craft That's roots. the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the documentary. Yeah, because we that's pretty much. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the. You can watch the trailer. Um, you can buy it on some Vimeo, Vimeo on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we pretty much sat down. That's true. Sat down on uh, Green Beret, Kevin Flake, mm-hmm. and who was wounded um, in Afghanistan, and we just shot an interview with him. Uh, we probably at his house for two or three hours, and then he had he ended up he was shot in Afghanistan, and it's about his like recovery after being shot, um, overcoming addiction and stuff like that. And, um, we shot the interview. He had a bunch of photos. He had the video. Someone was wearing a GoPro when he got shot. So we had the video of him getting evacuated. Um, they have him laying on the ground right after he got shot. It was very, very moving footage, but we pretty much just took his photos, the interviews, um, with some help from the U S uh, the U S army and, uh, some like, uh, some footage that they threw our way we were able to put together this documentary is about a half hour long and we had complete creative control over yeah. it. I feel like we'd send it to Kevin and he would just correct us on the, the technicalities. Oh, oh that's a Marine by cause he's wearing right. this uniform, not a green beret. Yeah. So then we would switch that. But other than that, we pretty yeah. much just had free reign yeah. and to see the response from that documentaries, it, it, it like kind of, yeah. it's like affirmative. That, yeah. Like, that yeah, we did the true. right thing. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, we really did have creative freedom. And then, yeah, like you said, seeing the reaction, we premiered it at the Fairmont Copley Hotel in Boston, which is a pretty big hotel. And um, I think we originally expected like 100 people. 100, yeah. Um, and it sold out and it was 200 people. Uh, so that was pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and to see the responses, yeah, just like Mike said, it was amazing. I think so that, was we, a good one. So that was a fundraiser, the premiere. And I think we wanted 10 grand to uh, raise to give to the Green Beret Foundation. Yeah. We ended up raising what, like 34 30, or something 32 like that? 32 or 34, 32, yeah. yeah, something like that. Which is unbelievable. And yeah. To be able to donate that to the Green Beret Foundation, you know, anything we can do to help the troops. Yeah, seriously. Um, so this one comes from our friend Adam Alpert. He was on um, last, last week. week's. Yep. Yeah, last yeah. week. If you haven't heard his, go to the go to the episode. Pangea.app. Yeah. Um, so his question is pretty good. He said, what do you think the most powerful aspect of video is? Um, me right off the bat, I think the power to like evoke emotion. I was literally thinking that's really that same to evoke emotion. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, being able to like, whether it's an event or like something like the find the cause video we did, like just being able to really like translate emotion and like someone's story and just like convey that sense of emotion through video. I think that's the most powerful aspect because that can sell something that can fundraise money that can get people to help research like just all different types of things it's very satisfying to know that one you you did the job right which is always great and then two you made the client happy but three you were able to create out of nothing this piece of you know this piece of art that is causing like certain invoking certain emotions yeah yep um so this one comes from the real macchetti um he follows us on focus forward i think um what's he do i don't know it looks like he does some photo stuff that's a funny picture um yeah it looks like he's kind of like a photographer kind of thing i don't know um anyway he's got a few good questions here what kind of production work do you do how'd you get started when was the moment you were like yeah we're doing this and what are your plans for the business over the next five years i think the first what kind of production work do you do we do pretty much anything um we do event stuff like um, you know, for restaurants having an event or 
your organization is having some event. We do event videos, um, commercials like full productions, product videos, marketing content, whether you're a business um, that does services or products. Um, pretty pretty much all kinds of um, video production. We have the ability to live stream. Yep, live stream as well. Um, how'd you get started? We we've went over that. Yeah. Um, you'll hear it as we as we talk. When was the moment you were like, yeah, we're doing this? Um, pretty same. much covered that. Yeah, we yeah. covered that. You know that that we're, time at the end of the agency. There, kind of sick of the agency. Yeah. yeah. Um, plans for the business over the next five years. That's a good one. Um, definitely somewhere not in Rhode Island. Yeah. I we think. we we um. You know, it's funny. When I first started, I was like, yeah, we should just get an office in L.A. And I think it became more real than just a joke. But, uh, you know, definitely over the next five to ten years, plans to, like, expand, hire some employees. Um, but just mostly, like, just branch out. We don't want to stay right here. We want to do more, go to more places, meet more people. Yeah. I think we should keep our roots in Rhode Island. You yeah. Know, like, we'll never This leave. is definitely where it started. Yeah. We'll never leave Rhode Island. But, I mean that doesn't mean we're not going to, you know, hire someone to manage this studio while we go out and try to find other opportunities. Right. Yep. Um, all right, cool. We still got more. We have, we're almost near the end. Oh, we have some in focus Ford medias, Instagram. That's where it is. All right, cool. This one's from Shan man. I like this one. I saw the preview of it, but I didn't see the full question. Shout out Shan man. He runs a digital marketing agency out in LA. I'm actually going to be meeting up with him um, when I go out there. It's called Digital Faces Marketing. Check him out. Um, question number one for the pod. Are you guys in relationships? If so, how do you keep a balance of being with your girlfriends and business? If not, have you put the personal life on hold? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I So I'm in a relationship. I have a girlfriend. We, we live together. Um, balancing it is, um, especially when you're starting a business, it can be tough. Um, I, I think it's... Um, it's very interesting. Like you, you have people, I'm going to get like real honest. Like you can have, I've been in relationships ever since I've um, been like 16. Um, I've just been in long-term relationships almost ever since I had one, one, uh, one year or two period where I was single in between there. But um, for the most part, every, uh, every relationship I've had since I was around 16 has been over a year. Um, and, it's um some people can handle being like an entrepreneur freelancer business owner um and some people can't um i was in a relationship for like almost two years and i would say um you know like i said some people it's it works and you can make it work really well and they can um like kind of deal with the fact that you're very busy and always on the go and always on your phone yeah. and, and shit like that and some people handle it better um, I'm obviously very lucky right now, Monica, um, shout out, uh, she's a rock. She deals with all of it, you know, whether I have to work until 10 PM or whether I have to work seven days a week. Um, you know, she's always like right there supporting me and, um, it's huge. It makes a huge difference. So I think the key of the balance is like finding the person who can like make that balance work with you because she's a nurse. So you know, um, she works long shifts too. And, um, I'm able to handle that as well. She works weekends. I typically don't work weekends. So, um, you know, me being okay with the fact that she works weekends, we balance each other out. I don't mind that she works weekends and she, you know, can handle me working long hours or long weeks, um, stuff like that. So finding the balance is definitely important. It's definitely about communication and that person because, 
Um, another thing is like communication is key. Like it, people always say it and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Communication, whatever. <laughs> but like, it's so true. Like we're always talking. I'm always updating. You're like, Hey, I'm going to have to work late. Hey, I'm getting out early. Hey, I'm got to work this whole weekend. Hey, I'm flying out uh, to Colorado for three days this weekend and I'm flying out here then. And then I have a wedding and I have weddings almost every weekend this whole summer. Yeah. So like get ready. Um, it is a, it's a balance and it can be tough, but it's communication and like, just balance of like finding that person who can like work with it, um, work with it with you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm not in a relationship. Um, my number is four. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you were in a relationship though. Yeah, what, what, what did you, how did you find it? Um, towards the beginning of the business you were, um, yeah, I mean, I, I get into trouble where I just, you know what, if I'm focused on something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And like if I'm editing something, I got my phone down, not looking. Yeah. Um, like when I get into the work, I get very, very into the work. And, um, I don't think that was a problem, but, um, I could see how it could be. Yeah. And it's just, I I agree with what you're saying is like, you got to find the right person Mm -hmm. who's going to do that. Um, I just think like right now I'm focused on growing this business. Um, not to say like, you know, you still go out, still have fun. You you need to, because without that, you're going to go crazy. Right. Um, but it's like, you can't rush into it. It's not something that you have to go out and look, it's going to fall into your lap and there's no point in going out and being like, all right, I'm gonna go find a girl tonight. It's like, no, let's go out tonight. Let's have a good night and just enjoy ourselves. You know, I think a big thing between business and even like, and personal life is go out, do something without any expectations. Yeah. Cause if you have an expectation, you're either going to meet it or you're not. And it's either going to make feel like you didn't accomplish what you set out to do. Right. Exactly. I think in in video talk, obviously you need expectations, but Mm -hmm. like, in personal life it's yeah like, just go out and have fun go enjoy your exactly. life exactly like things are going to happen the way they're supposed to exactly yeah. and like i'm i'm more focused on making this yeah a multi-million dollar company <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's, that was a good one so uh my friend kevin sent this he said this is a question from mike neal what were you first filming when you started using a camera so when i first started i was filming skateboarding and that was my original goal was i'm going to be a professional skateboard filmer in la that might play into why I love LA so much, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, skateboarding, that was it. Um, Oh, here's another good one. Uh, Sarah, shout out my friend, Sarah. She's getting married in August. Um, good friend of mine from Framingham state college. Um, represent my shooting that one with you. Um, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to be drinking. Oh, wait, is it, but not I'm, that one. Oh, it's not that no, one. No, 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 okay. No, this is in August. Um, they're out in West. She's actually from Western mass. Anyway, um, she said, here's a question for those looking to be their own boss who work remote. What motivates you to staying self-motivated with your workload and to-dos while being your own manager slash boss? Do you have any tips slash resources that help you to become a better independent worker? Or do you or do you feel it's a more more of a person's character quality? Yeah, personally, get the fuck out of your house. I could yeah. not. I worked a lot of freelance from home, um, working remote. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many distractions. Oh, let me go play a game of Madden. No, like I can cut out early today and go hang out with my friends down the street. Um, I think I need a place where you're going, you're going to work. Um, I'm not not saying I can't work from home. Right. But I'm way more productive working from like a a spot, even if it's like a Starbucks or something. Because there's no distractions there. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Working remote can be tough. Um, obviously like Mike said, he did it and I did it for a couple of years as well. Excuse me. And, um, it can be a challenge. Um, it's an adjustment. And if you're the type of person that can do it, that's phenomenal. Um, I can still do it some days, but 
now that I've adjusted to working in an office, it's it's um not as easy as it used to be, and I'm not used to it as much. I feel like you still do a lot of uh, like the wedding photos and stuff from your house. Yeah, I do, yeah. and that's and that stuff I'll do like at night when it's really quiet, so that helps too. Yeah, and like um, I have, I have an office set up in at my house, like yeah. in the uh, second bedroom, I converted it to yeah. an office. I got a, my old desk from the old office is in there. I got a mm-hmm. monitor, you know, I got speakers and everything. Yeah. And I still find myself getting feet distracted. up, no feet up on the living room couch, doing all my work from the living room couch when I have a perfect, like I'll, yeah. sometimes I'll have the, my laptop on the coffee table and I'll wake up in the morning. And my back will be hurting cause I'm yeah. hunched over. Right. It's like, I have a perfectly good office, office in there, right but there for some reason I just yeah. never go in there. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so I think that what motivates me part is, um, Jeez, what motivates you to staying self-motivated with your workload and to-dos? Um, it's just like it it gets to the point like, and I've shied away from this, but it, it, for a while it was more like I would procrastinate until it was have to do. Right. And then it was like crunch time and I had to do it in like five hours. Um, and since then I've just become like much better at planning and organizing my schedule and being like, look, I have to get this done by this date because if I don't, then I have three things to do by the next six hours. So it's like planning your time more efficiently, just knowing like I have three deadlines coming up in the next three weeks. I have to hit this one by this mark so that I can efficiently hit this one by this mark. Cause if you're not, then you're crunching, you're not doing your best work. You're under pressure. You're not sleeping. Um, a lot of those things. So I think what motivates me is like knowing that once I finish that project, I can then efficiently get to like the next project and the next one and the next milestone and that I'm doing them all in a timely kind of way. Yeah. And I, and, um, coming from my side, I think you know this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need like, say I finish an edit on a Friday Yeah, and then I need to, I'll wait Saturday, Sunday, not even think about it, not even look at it, come back to it Monday, watch it again with a fresh perspective. You get a whole new fresh. Cause like you watch a thing a thousand times, you yeah. gotta figure out, you you start to lose it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, so I come back on Monday, watch it, make the final edits. Like if there's any minor edits that need to be made and yeah. then I'll send it to the client or then I'll post it because right. you know, it's just, it's kind of like having that second set of eyes. Maybe I'll show it to a couple of people over the weekend and ask right. for some feedback. Mm-hmm. But I think the number one thing that I do that helps me like stay on track is, and you know, this is my post-it notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have sticky notes. every day I'll come in uh, and I from the day before I'll have a to-do list and I will not leave the office until everything on the to-do list is crossed off. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't finish everything, right. but that'll just move on to the next day. But I always know walking into the office what that there's something do. on my desk with the list of things that I need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then tips and resources to help you become a better independent worker. Um, or do you feel like it's a more person's, it's definitely a character quality. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge part of it, but tips i would say like mike said honestly sticky notes like it sounds old school and funny but like it's true i still use some um i try to do more digital because i use my phone 95 percent of the day so if you're a digital person then you know there's evernote which is a great like note taking and and to-do list kind of like task app um there's obviously the notes app there's the reminders app there's nine thousand apps out there that can help you get things done i also have a whiteboard right next to my desk and it's right there so i'm look at it all the time. So like things that are kind of urgent or, you know, even like month long or two month long, like, um, kind of deadlines, like, okay, we're working on this project and needs to be done by this date, like stuff like that. Um, whiteboards, sticky notes, apps. Um, and then just like really like being kind of hard on yourself. Um, like just get really like disciplined of like, 
okay, I'm not going to go sit on the couch and play Madden for three hours. Right, like right. I'm going to get some work done so that I can play Madden this weekend and not be stressed out about that project that's due. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, that's, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it folks. That's all the questions. That's what you got. We did them. Hey, that was a good episode. Let Congrats. us know what you think about that. Yeah. Let us know what you think about that format. Cause we've been interviewing a lot of guests. Yeah. Um, but like we never. It's good to have input from you guys. Yeah. Find out what you want to know. And we never got to really talk about where Focus Forward came from and yeah. all that. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. I figured it'd be a good idea. Well, we figured it'd be a good idea yeah. to throw it ever throw it out there for yeah. you guys. Yeah, I like that one. That was fun. Um, so if you have questions, feel free to ask them. Um, we try to do this segment on every show. So you know, um, next week's episode will answer. You know, if you have questions, feel free to send them, and if we can answer two or three or. Um, at the end of the episode, then let's do that. Um, but feel free to send them anytime. If you have questions about any guests, um, anything like that, feel free to, um, to hit us up and, um, we appreciate you guys listening. I got one thing before okay. we go. Yep. So we're cleaning out the closet yesterday. Yeah. We found uh, a couple of t-shirts. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. I think right. that, uh, we got what small and an XL. We have one small and like five or six XL. Yeah. So if, um, anyone wants a t-shirt, the first person, it's a focus forward media t-shirt, focus forward media t-shirt, the first person to DM the up in your biz podcast saying, I want the shirt. It's all yours. You say, I want the shirt. Yeah. Okay. Now and it's yours. I want the shirt now. I want the shirt now. <laughs> all right. That's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe, pass it on, leave us a rating. Um, that would be super helpful screenshot your screen if you're listening post it on your instagram and tag us and we'll we'll share you um let us know what you think um and uh, like i said dm us any questions at up in your biz pod on instagram and um we'll see you on next week thanks Peace.